All right. My name's Paul. I've got autism and I was diagnosed with it age 34. Uh, happy today. I've just had a message off my electrician and he's coming to install more down lights or spotlights. Um, not sure why you bothered about that, but I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, like I had my kitchen done. So a bit of advice, if you're ever buying a new house, never buy the extras that they try and sell you with a new house because you can just get it done so much cheaper with someone else. You know, it's cheaper for me to get spotlights now and get a plasterer in and a decorator than it is to just have spotlights in the original um, agreement. So, so yeah, happy with that. He's coming on Tuesday. He's going to bang more spotlights in my man cave. Uh, my bathroom and downstairs loo and the downstairs hall. Yeah, happy days. And he's reasonable as well, which is a rarity for where I live. Right. Want to have a chat today about going through the diagnosis process. Um, because mine wasn't the easiest to start off with. And, uh, well, yeah, let's just get into it. Cause otherwise I'll just keep going off on tangents, which is my gift to the world. So. Yeah. Um, if you watched the last one, you'll know that I had a very tricky boss and ended up in a very tricky situation, which is why I ended up going down the uh, diagnosis route. So the actual diagnosis route, when I was stressed and bothered and concerned and upset and blah, just a shell of my former self, I um, got in touch with the doctors to make an appointment. And that's always difficult. One, I hate phones. And that's the only way you can make an appointment at my doctor. You're not allowed to just walk in and ask for one. Um, and you've got to be forceful. You know, you've got to, like, for me, it's like, I, uh, can I have an appointment, please? Why? What's wrong? Just mentally, I don't feel the best. They're like, nah, give it a couple of weeks. You know, I'll phone a stress line or something like that. You know, and <laughs> you've kind of got a phone and say, no, I need an appointment. And they're like, oh, one's just opened up. You know, and I hate that. But, um, yeah, so I ended up going to see the worst doctor on earth who was at my practice. And I've been to this doctor three times, and each time she has misdiagnosed what's been wrong. I went once because um, my voice was a bit funny. And it's happened before because I used to be in quite a lot of rock bands, you know. We were crap always, you know. This is not a, a publicity stunt. But, you know, my voice is knackered now, which you might pick up here and there. and um. You know, I, I went to her, I explained the situation. I told her that I've been in lots of bands and it's this thing and I just need this medication and it goes away. And she was like, nah, I can't see anything down your throat. It's viral. Give it three weeks, it'll go. Right. So I went away. Within three weeks, it got 50 times worse. I had to go to another doctor and they gave me what I originally asked for. And guess what? It cleared up. Thanks. Um... So, yeah, anyway, this doctor's rubbish. And I told her, I said, look, because I had to open up. I had to drop the guard, you know, the guard I have up all day, every day. I had to be vulnerable. I had to speak openly. And it was, I was saying, look, I, I need a mental assessment because there's always been something different. I don't know what it is, but I need someone who's trained in that area, a specialist to talk to. And she just looked at me like I was stupid and went, well, if you're feeling a bit different, you, you're just stressed. Like, no, I'm not. I'm stressed. I know I'm stressed. I know what stress feels like, but I'm also, there's always been something, you know, since school. And she was like, well, why wasn't it picked up in school? Like, because my school was crap. That's why. 
you know, we had a kid who was colorblind and no one knew until he was 11. You know, so my school was rubbish. And she was like, mm, it would have been picked up in school if you had anything like autism or anything like that. So we don't need to do that. Just call this number and uh, everything will be all right. So I was like, great. I felt defeated, left, phoned this number, and it was for a stress line, like I mentioned before. And it was like, I am eight. Could you put me through to someone who knows about autism or mental assessments? And the guy was like, no, you need to go to your GP for that. Oh, right. Okay. So I went back to the GP saw a, and asked for a doctor who actually has any skill in mental health. And I got put in front of this other doctor and she was nice. And she was saying that she has people in her family who've got autism and other mental impairments or differences. And she just said, can I ask you a few different questions? And it was like, yeah, of course you can. And the way she spoke to me, it was like, that was the first time anyone spoke my language. You know, like, I know there's a channel on TV called Dog TV. And, you know, it's meant to be the right colors for dogs to see. It's meant to be the right frequencies for dogs to hear. You know, and it was kind of like that for me. I had autism TV where I had this doctor in front of me basically saying, you know, the questions that I needed to hear, which were phrased the right way for me to be able to respond accordingly. And it was like, where have you been all my life? And it was really weird, but, you know, it was like, wow, someone's actually speaking my language for once. And she was like, well, look, from the, uh, from the answers you've given, there's definitely reason to get you booked in for a, uh, a, um, an, an autism um, assessment. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, do you know much about autism? Like, nope. You know, I know how to spell it. <laughs> but outside of that, I haven't got a clue. And she was trying to explain little bits and bobs in a nine-minute um, appointment that she's got. And it was like, all right, let's, uh, let's, get, a, let's get this assessment going. I said, how, how, how quick will it be? Because mine's quite time-sensitive because I don't want to have to punch my boss in the face. And I'm not a violent person, but, you know, if someone pushes you to your limit, there's only so much you can take. And um, she was like, um, it'll be about two years. Like, two years? No, I need this in two weeks. And she was like, well, if you need it in two weeks, go private. And I hate that. I hate the fact that humans are measured on money. You know, if you have money, you are more important. Your life is more important when it absolutely isn't. I've never spoken to someone with money who's had a better conversation to share than someone who doesn't. You know, what did you do? Play polo, eat oysters. Wow, how dull. Marry your cousin. Have fun with that, right? But I'm just, I'm just, I really hate. I, I, it's something I have. I've got a genuine despise about. Um, I really hate the fact that if you're rich, you can pay for health quicker. That shouldn't exist. It should be illegal. But anyway, I'll get hung up on it if I keep going on. So I did. I paid. <laughs> I went private. I was one of them for a short period, and uh, within a week. I am not kidding. Within a week, I'd had the forms sent to me and I had an appointment set up. So I ended up having these forms come uh, to the house and it's quite a thick pack and it was an annoying pack. It asked loads of questions about history, food, money, you know, social interactions, noise, all these things. And you had to fill them all out and it had 
closed questions wanting open answers, open questions wanting closed answers. It would have needing you to fill in a bit more detail, but leave you with like a quarter of a page for it. The, the pages weren't lined, so you were just free writing, which got on my nerves. And, you know, the part where it was like, you know, additional information, that section was, again, like quarter of a page. So I had to type it up and I had like eight full, you know, um, sheets to accompany with it with small, you know, like size 10 font uh, double-sided because I needed to let this person know about me from the questions it was asking. And then, um, you know, it was like two days later, I had the uh, the assessment. It was I drove down to it and just instantly I was set off on the wrong foot because I pull up at the centre and the guide said, you know, you're going to be here all day, so clear your diary. Um, I was like, all right. So I pull up, try and find a parking space, but every parking space said hour and a half maximum, 90 minutes maximum. And it was like, but I'm going to be here all day. Or when he said all day, because that wasn't structured, is his version of all day, one and a half hours. You know, so I started getting myself bothered. So I thought, forget this. I'm just going to go and park on another road where there isn't any of these restrictions. So put the car up somewhere else. I went in, saw the guy, and he was like, right, just come with me to this room. And he put me in this room while I was waiting for him to come back. And I don't know what the color purple has to do with autism, but this room was purple. You know, it had uh, purple carpets, purple walls. The back of the door was painted purple. Uh, purple cushion covers on the purple sofa. And then he comes in the room, sits down, crosses his legs, and he had purple shoes on. So all I could focus on was purple, you know, and I was like, well, if this is meant to be calming, it's not. I'm feeling overloaded with wondering why there's so much purple to this room. Um, but then, you know, he went through all the form had submitted. He asked me a lot more questions. And then, you know, I had to be open. I had to be honest, you know, and it felt weird because I'd never had to share from this angle before. You know, this wasn't talking about yourself like, hi, Paul, where are you from? What football team do you support? What are your hobbies? It wasn't like that. It was, okay, you say you're good with money. How? <laughs> Show me the example. You know, if you have this, that, and the other to pay, what do you do when you have X amount versus Y amount that needs to come out? And I was, and, and obviously, I know, I know now it was all not related to money. It was related to my structures because I'm a very structured person. So, you know, that was interesting. But by the end of it, he just basically, you know, leaned forward put on his deep voice and went, Paul, this may come as no surprise to you, but you are autistic. How does this make you feel? And to be honest, I was annoyed. I was annoyed because I, I was that, that my boss wouldn't listen and I had to go down that route of getting the diagnosis. I was annoyed that I had to pay out of my own pocket because the NHS didn't have an appointment for two years, even though I've paid my way into the NHS since I started working. You know, I was annoyed that I had to have someone tell me I was autistic just to have somebody else listen to me. It, it just wasn't. It wasn't like what a lot of other people get where they say, when I found out I was autistic, it was like this light bulb came on and, oh, it made sense. Everything fell into place. Nothing like that for me at all. Mine was just, okay. You know, and it was like, I remember waking up the next day and thinking, all right, I'm autistic, now what? 
you know, I still had to go to work. I still had to do the same job. I still knew the same people, you know, and that's when I went to YouTube and started to try and find people that were like me to make it make sense, but I never did, never found anyone because women were talking about women, um, you know, and talking about going through, you know, the menstrual cycle and having babies, dating men, you know, three things that I don't do. Uh, you know, there was, there was, um, and there's an African American guy talking about having autism. I was an African American. There's a woman who talks about that. She's got autistic children and she's autistic, but hers is it's all based around being a black family, you know? And when I watch guys, it just, you know, nobody sort of wants to be vulnerable and share genuine stories where they might burst out into tears and say, this made me feel like crap. I was vulnerable. I was alone. No one was there. You know, there was, so I was like, well, I just want people to share a story which I can relate to, you know? And, um, when I was in the room with this guy paying, which was a ridiculous amount of money in my opinion, um, I won't tell you how much, but it was closer to a thousand pound than it was to nothing, you know? So, um, I said to him while we were waiting for the card reader to pick it up, he said, I said, what, what do I do now? You know, you've told me I'm artistic. That doesn't mean anything to me. You know, it might help that you're giving me a piece of paper and I now fall under the Equality Act a bit better and I can get reasonable adjustments. I'm aware of that. But what does that mean for me? I don't understand. And he was like, right, we we also run a session for people who are newly diagnosed as adults where you have someone like me sat in the room to, you know, field questions, help you make sense, try and find strategies for things that might help you out in the future. But about half an hour earlier, I was telling him, I don't do crowds. I don't do groups. I'm a one-on-one -on -one type of person. You know, if I have an issue with you, I'm coming to you by myself while you're alone as well. You know, I don't need to bring a gang with me. I don't need to start a warfare, you know, because verbally, I'm pretty sure we can sort things out. And he wanted me to sit in a room with a bunch of strangers and be vulnerable. No. And that was another 110 quid. No, I've just give you enough money, mate. You know, so that's that's why I ended up going on YouTube and trying to watch some videos. And don't get me wrong, some of them do make sense. Some of them are nice. Some of them are where you go, interesting, you know. But, you know, people, I think I said it before, where they're trying to educate me on what certain letters and numbers mean. That is not going to help me because there's nothing pragmatic about that. I've got to know what to do in the real world. Um, but, you know, having to open up, you know, what I would recommend is, but, you know, if you are thinking of going down a route of getting a diagnosis or starting that process off, I think the one thing I would definitely recommend is if you have someone else with you, someone you know you can rely on, whether it's a parent, a brother, a sister, a friend, whoever, a partner, have them with you, have them at your side, have them to talk to and make sure you offer something back as well share how you're feeling around that time because you know a problem shared is a problem halved in some cases especially with you know getting diagnosed and going through that process you might find yourself getting a bit frustrated like i did with doctors you might find yourself sat in the room where the person you're having the final assessment with might not seem to listen and you might just need five minutes because you know, I've been in situations where I don't think the person I'm talking to is listening. And I think it's very rude. And I, I want to just go, hey, I'm talking to you and I'm paying you. You will listen to me. You know, and you can't do that. That's rude. So at least if you've got someone there, you can just say to them, 
I need five minutes. You know, at least then it's a case of you can clear it, you can explain to that person how it's making you feel. And maybe they can be like a bit of an intermediary where they might talk to that person and say, they're feeling a bit stressed and disgruntled. This is a hard situation for them. You know, maybe they can be the switch. Maybe they can be the person who can be the compromise barrier, you know, because I have in me either no, no thanks, or are you deaf? I said no, you know, so it's kind of like one or the other. I don't have that middle bit. So, you know, I, I'm very black and white, very yes and no. Very, no. So that gray area of escalation, I don't have. It's either calm or it's not. So, you know, if you have them sort of triggers like I do, definitely recommend having someone with you along the way. You know, even from the very beginning, even have them make that doctor's phone call for you to try and get through because you're going to go through a very vulnerable time and you need all your energy and you need all your brain strength and you need to put them thoughts into where it matters because it's about you and your future, you know? So if someone can help you for that, brilliant. I know when COVID's all finished, take them out for a meal to say thanks, you know, or get them a nice kebab, <laughs> do something. But, um, you know, and plus you'll find out who your true friends are in, that, in, in times like that when you're in need and you can't offer them nothing back, you know? selfless friends will still be there selfish friends won't and it's a great way to weed them out anyway that was my story of uh going through the diagnosis route but on the other end of it apart even though i was very annoyed at having to get diagnosed i'm very happy now that i have been diagnosed because i know that if an escalation you know if something is escalating or there is a situation which is problematic I have to say to myself first, Paul, you're autistic. You know, and then try and quantify what's going on versus my autism. You know, my boss has resigned. He's a good boss. I'm devastated. Everything in my mind is chaos. But then when I spoke to another work colleague who liked my boss just as much, he was like, it's the weekend, mate. Forget about it. We'll we'll think about it again on Monday. I wish it was that easy. But anyway. Thanks for listening, if you are. And hopefully it's not just me re-watching these in 20 years' time, wondering what I was talking about. You know, at least in 20 years' time, I'll still be bald, you know, so I can't be upset that I had a luscious locks of hair or anything like that. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks for watching. And until the next one, whatever that one will be about, keep smiling.